Guys, if you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast and you want to support the podcast and get more for doing so, head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Podcast. That is right. You get all the extra bits and pieces that you don't get here or elsewhere. You get the extra Sly Guy podcast every Monday. You get early access to this podcast ad-free on a Wednesday. You get the guest episode every single Friday, whether that's just me and a guest or it's the psychic in the stand-up, which is me. I'm a friend, psychic, legend, psychic Glenn, just coming at you every Friday. So it's great, plus bonus content as well, like vlogs. So if you want to support the podcast, you want extra content, you want to see what's going on over there, www.patreon.com forward slash Podcast. The Slagai Podcast is also brought to you, as usual, in association with Modest Beer. Modest Beer have been the OG sponsor of this show from day one, from day dot. Modest have been here. And like the Sly Guy podcast, Modest Beer have grown and expanded. They started producing right here in Hollywood County Down and now they're somewhere else in a bigger in a bigger location making more beer. So they started at the bottom, now they're here, wherever here may be. But they're making good quality beer. They're making good quality merch as well. So if you want to find out more about that, where you can get the beer, where you can get the merch, go to www.modestbeer.co.uk to find out more. Or if you want to support them as well, head on over to their social media accounts, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, simply at the handle at Modest Beer. Guys, where will you find me this week? If you're listening on Thursday, I'll be at Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. That's where I'll be this Thursday night. I don't know where I'm going to be on Friday, but I'm somewhere. I am somewhere on Friday. That's where I'm at. I am at the Glen Owen on Friday. There we go. Tickets will be in the link in this description. On Saturday, I'm doing bits and pieces in Derry, London Derry, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I'll be there. So we're doing that show then. And I think on Sunday, I'm, I'm maybe in Filthy McNasty's. I don't know if that's happening or not. Who knows? But that's where you find me this week. Guys, buckle in. Enjoy the show. This is the Sly Guy Podcast. I'm the Sly Guy. What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Sly Guy Podcast. It's great to have you here. You can see by what I'm wearing, it's it's there's the times are changing, people. The times are changing. It's it's gone from being summer. Summer is over. Fuck that. It's in the bin, and it's now. How I was gonna say winter. You know, people are probably go, "What about autumn, Dave?" You know, it's all kind of the same. The weather's a bit. It's it, the weather's turned shit. There you go. Basically, the weather's turned shit, and corporations are trying to jump on board to make it seem a bit less shit. Ding, ding, ding. Cue pumpkin spice lattes. People are just like, "Listen, it's pumpkin spice season. It's pumpkin spice season. I'm having a pumpkin spice coffee. I'm having a spunkin." <laughs> A spunkin, I'm having a fucking spunkin chai latte, I'm a pumpkin spice fucking latte and I'm having a spunkin maca tea or whatever the fuck they drink. I've got spunkin, I've got pumpkin. That's all you need. People get into autumn too much and I don't like it. Oh, it's the best time of the year. I get to put away my wee, my wee fucking strappy vest and pull out my big overcoat and get my boots on to go walking through the, the beautiful... The beautiful orange leaves that are slushed and paced on and boked on into the ground in my high heels. Oh, it's a, it's not. See, if you're one of these people that says autumn is your favourite time of the year, you're a psycho and you're wrong. Because autumn is potentially the worst time of the year. If you like autumn, your life sucks. If autumn's the be- if autumn is the best 
time of your year, if you think autumn is the, your favourite time of year, you lead a miserable life. The best time of year is very much summertime because the nights are long, you get to go out and enjoy the outside. You, there's nothing better than a cold beer on a hot day. Yes, summertime's the best time. A close second in and around Christmas, mainly because it's Christmas. And again, I think what they've done is they've picked the worst weather of the year and gone, let's make this the best time to celebrate stuff. Let's eat as much as we want. Let's drink as much as we want. Let's just fucking make this cold, miserable, shitty time fun. And this year is going to be the worst. This year is going to be horrendous because we're not allowed to use our heating. Because if you put the heating box on, it's going to cost you a hundred quid. The world is fucked. This time of year is miserable and it's made more miserable because the government have fucked us and the pound doesn't mean fucking end anymore. You may as well just go go to your attics, pull down your wee monopoly boards, open them up, take out the wee iron, take out the wee top hat, whatever else, get the money and you may as well go and spend that because that's how much the pound means nowadays. The Tories have fucked us. I'm not a political guy, but I know when we've been fucked. And then when they come in and they change... The whole fucking... They come in and they, they announce, oh, we're going to do a bit of a change in the, in the budget here. We're going to stop there being a cap on the richest people. We're going to just... There's going to be no top level for their... You know, they can just earn as much as they want. The rest of us are just getting butt-fucked in the autumnal leaves. Fuck away off. Here's another thing, too. Shockingly, people are like, I can't believe Liz Trump... Hey, I can believe it. Of course, this is going to happen. Then also she appoints as her... um fucking budget guy there you go that's what I what let, let, let's find out his exact name it's not budget guy but I'll tell you what we'll find out what the exact title of the the budget guy is called um because what I do know is his actual name is quasi quartang um and I just want to say the chancellor of the exchequer the money guy quasi quartang hey if you're going to be the chancellor of the exchequer hey don't have a name it sounds like a bond villain do you know what I mean? Are you surprised you're being fucked by Quasi Quartang? I'm not. Mr. Bond, you have a meeting with Mr. Quartang. Of course we're getting fucked. But you know what? This is the thing. We're going to be butt-fucked for a while. So let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it while we can. Let's have fun with it. Let's play a game. See how many layers of clothes you can put on while sitting in your house without putting the heat on. We'll do that. You know, do bingo with your granny. How many days will she last without the heat? Do you know what I mean? The world is fucking mad. The world is mad. The government is mad. They can't see how the regular folk would be annoyed because they're making giving tax breaks to billionaires. They, they don't see the problem in that. Whereas, literally, people can't put their heat on. People can't afford to feed themselves. People can't afford bastard rent or mortgages or anything. They can't afford to live. But you know what? As long as the rich can get richer, yes! Fucking love it. Big up yourself, Liz Trust. And Stormont, you guys are doing it. Oh, that's right, you aren't there. Shocking again. Fucking tools. But it's the best time of year. You can pay seven quid for a pumpkin spice latte. Yes! <clears throat> People are just fucking tubes. Tubes these days. That's the problem. It's pumpkin spice fucking lattes. And you know what? See the people that wear the, the, the winter clothes... Like, as if they, the time, right? There are people out there who, it goes from summer to autumn, and people just go, let's do an entire switcheroo of our wardrobe. I swear, I was walking my dog along the seafront in Bangor, and I saw a woman with a muff. 
and not like in, a, in a, an exciting way where you're like, oh, why wow, she's gonna got a literal double-fisted muff. And you know my motto, you know, you shouldn't be able to fit two fists into a muff. That's just, I mean, call me old-fashioned, but this woman was walking down the street with what effectively looked like some kind of, of, of shih tzu, just, you know, it was grey and it was white and it was a muff and she's her arms. I thought, that's the poshest thing I've ever seen. She's there in a coat. She's got like one of those Russian hats on, not the ones that the guys with the flappy ears that Jeremy wears in Peep Show, but like, you know, the proper... Maybe she was Russian. You know, maybe I fucked myself here. Maybe she was just a Russian with one of those Russian hats on and a muff. And I've just not realised she's here to poison somebody because, I mean, what else do the Russians do whenever they're in the UK other than poison people? You know, score hat-tricks at Anfield, yes, but then other than that, just poison people. But I didn't like it. I'm sorry, I didn't like it. I thought, this woman here, there's no need for her to have a muff. Wear a pair of gloves. You're being pretentious. How you, what, what happens if you can itch your back and you get your muff on? You're going to have to take your muff off and just kind of hold your muff to scratch your back. Just have gloves. You're being pretentious. People who do things that are not practical for attention, they need to be stopped. People that have specific outfits. I still wear my shorts, my t-shirt, my gilet when I walk a dog. I don't give a fuck about the winter. Especially now, I actually wear less clothes outside when I'm walking the dog than I do when I'm in my own house because you need to be able to put your jacket on when you get back in the house so you don't lose, you know, the function of the jacket. You know what your mum used to say to you, don't you be wearing that coat inside because you'll not get the benefit of it when you go outside. Nowadays, I strip off to go outside so I get the benefit of heat inside my own house because we're being fucked by the government and no one gives a shit anymore. It's bullshit. Autumn, fuck autumn, bring back summer. Where if you needed to, you could sleep in your garden, in a tent, at least feel warm and safe. Now, we're fucked, you know, we're fucked. And we're coming into winter and it's going to be expensive and it's going to be cold and it's going to be miserable. And you know what we need to do? We need to say to the likes of the Starbucks, if this is what's going to be getting people going, if the pumpkin spice is what's going to save the country, we need to say, put on... Stick out free pumpkin spice lattes. And if you're going to go, oh, well, we're a business. Hey, Starbucks, you haven't paid tax in years. Fuck up and give the people free pumpkin spice lattes. Let's start the revolution here, guys. This is what I'm coming out about. I'm saying that we can we can save the old people by letting there be pumpkin spice lattes. Will old people drink pumpkin spice lattes? No, because it's fucking stupid. What even is pumpkin spice? Does pumpkin even have a spice? No, pumpkin tastes like shit. If you're a pumpkin pie, uh, I'd rather eat my own sperm. Cook it in a wee frying pan and... Bucket and a piece of toast. I just probably see him sort of texture as egg whites, I'd assume. But still, it's not nice. Old people, they like tea, they don't like pumpkin, they don't like spice, they maybe like spunkin', who knows, but they don't like pumpkin. And you have that on me. But Starbucks give free teas to the pensioners and give free lattes to the pretensioners. There you go, what a term that is. Pensioners and pretensioners. The people that wear muffs and don't have muffs. Because, I mean, you guarantee if you're wearing a muff, you ain't got a muff. That's what I'm saying. Fuck, I feel like we've gone back to the old school today. We're letting loose. We're annoyed. We're off the back all because of fucking stupid autumn and people in their Instagram doing the poses. Oh, this is my favourite time of year. I get to put my coat on. You can wear coats anytime. People might just call you a mental bastard, but you can still wear coats. You're not special because you have a scarf on, you know? You're not special because you've got a hot chocolate and a pair of gloves on. Look at me. This is such a wonderful time. Fuck off. Fuck off. Halloween's another shit time. People are like, oh, Halloween's amazing. Oh, Jesus Christ. I've got so fucking angry I've turned on my computer. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm haunted. I've shouted so loudly. My computer's <laughs> coming on to get me. 
Oh man, that was that was nervous. I don't know why I don't know why that's happened. But listen, this is what it is. The government have heard me ranting, and they're trying to stop me ranting by ten hat time, guys. Fucking autumn time, and you're fucking hot chocolates and your marshmallows. Get fucked. Bring back paninis and crisps and the beach with a cold beer. That's what I say. Summer rocks. Winter's decent. Well, I say winter, Christmas, because you get the that's and we're going to need to drink more this Christmas as well, just to keep warm. People just be on the whiskey to stay alive. You know, do you like whiskey? No, but I need physically to be warm and then off my body, so I'm gonna have to do that and drink mulled wine as well. But the spices, the mulled the wine are probably too cunt and expensive because of bastard Brexit as well. Jesus, <laughs> make things cheap. Here you go. Here's a message to the politicians, Stormont. Who cares if you're unionist? Who cares if you're nationalist? We're all living in this place at the minute and we need cheaper things. There you go. Worry about your flags. Worry about your national anthems. Worry about the rest all down the line. Let's worry about the here and now. You know, because there aren't going to be the people here to fucking give a shit about all that other tertiary bollocks. If we're all dead. If all our grannies are fucking dying in the cold. If all of us are like, this is too expensive to live here. Let's move abroad. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Like, I've seen people have actually gone and rented, a, like, holiday homes in Benidorm to live over winter because it's cheaper and turn on your bastard heat and fucking sort it out. Go to work. Stop fucking bitching about stupidity. Again, uh, that the sea border that the DUP are so raging about. Ah, uh, that's just fu- You're the reason it happened. Do you know what I mean? You don't ever want to agree to anything. Ever. And then when the fucking you, you're the diver- you're stuck, it's because of your own fucking inability to lead or rule. Oh, they're tubes, fucking tubes across the board. Go to work, Ollie is, and the same thing to Sinn Fein. Whenever they weren't, oh, I don't want to come here. Go to work, make things cheaper for people, give people houses, give people jobs, help the people that need it. How's about here's an idea, putting some money into the mental health sector. What about that? People are fucking worried about money. People are stressing out about heating their homes. People don't have jobs. People don't have homes. People are fucking depressed. People are taking their own lives because of this shit. And what are you doing? (laughs) I'm unhappy. Fucking get to work. Put money where it's needed to go. And stop fucking floating your egos because you're too stupid to realise that the here and now. And the people that are saying it are going, they're, they're going fucking see ya. Why would we vote for these idiots anymore? Go to work, make something happen, make living in this country worthwhile for people, and then worry about colours. How about that? Worry about flags, and worry about all this shit down the line. Make people be able to live their lives comfortably, if possible. If it wouldn't be too difficult, try that. What about that? I was looking forward to this podcast now, and I'm on cross all because I saw a girl put a photo on Instagram of her wearing a scarf, a hat, and drinking hot chocolate beside a tree. Ever think about it? <clears throat> Stressing me out. I'm a, str- I'm a stressed out guy. What can I say? I'm stressed out. Fucking hell. And what do I do to relax? and set a fire in my house because it's the only way to keep it warm I'm setting up I'm, I'm like a, I'm like you know when you see in like Batman when there's like homeless folk in Gotham City they're just all huddled around a wee bin with a fire in it that's my living room at the minute and that's another thing happened at a bastard lake 
in my house. Jesus. Leaks are the worst thing, apart from local politicians. <laughs> Leaks are the worst, and then they fuck up your whole house. I've had to have my living room dug through, my hall dug through, the panelling on my bath dug through. And when you're like, why do you need to dig through panelling? Because it's tiled in. The most stupid move that was. But that was stressful. Hopefully we'll get that resolved today. But again, what I'm saying is life's expensive. It all adds up. Let's make something better. Let's fucking help each other. And what do I do? Forget to, that's what I do. I watch TV. I watch Netflix, which is probably going to get expensive too. Netflix is 30 quid a month. Fab. Great. Can't wait for that day. Stupid bastards. And what am I watching on Netflix at the minute? I started watching that, um, and you said documentary. It's not a documentary. I started watching that Dahmer series about um, serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. And I must say, um, I was looking forward to watching the series as somebody who is aware of Jeffrey Dahmer. I think I've actually done a, a bonus podcast over on patreon.com forward slash slag podcast where like, you know that's cheap you can two pound a month get all the extra entertainment so there you go where your politicians are letting you down I'm bringing entertainment there for two quid so bounce on over but I spoke about Jeffrey Dahmer and like the show was uncomfortable to watch like I remember the first episode was like I, this is dark this is dingy and this is you know it, it's definitely upsetting you know what I mean you watch it and you go like for somebody that didn't know what Jeffrey Dahmer got up to, you could see that being a problem. You could see it being upsetting. You know, you could see it being an issue, you know, and there was one particular scene, for those of you who don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't, uh, <laughs> for the guys, for these, those of you who don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer wasn't just a serial killer. No, no. He was a necrophile as well. And as well as being a necrophile, he was a rapist. And he was a, I don't know, I think that's about it. A rapist, a necrophile, and a murderer, and a serial killer. And he also stored body parts, you know. On top of it all, on top of the actual crimes, he was a bit of a freak as well. He stored body parts. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And there's one scene where he has a fella around his gaff, having a few beers. Jeffrey's of the opinion, he's like, I'll get this guy a little bit drunk, and then what I'll do is I'll cut his dick off. Because that's the way Jeff is. See any guy. And there's a bit where they open the fridge. And there's just a head in the bottom of the fridge. And it's not like, it's like, look, there's a head. It was kind of like just done in passing. And that was the scarier part about it. A head in the fridge. That made me a bit uncomfortable. But then again, right? It's it's what you expect. It's Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what I mean? Whenever you're watching the show with Dahmer, you're hardly going to go, this is going to be lovely. This is going to be a fun show. Yet... There are people out there who have complained about the show and said, I find this a little bit dark. I find this show about the man who drugs, murders, cuts up and fucks. Then makes their brains into ashtrays. I find a man who does all these things to be offensive. It's a problem and it's too dark. Hey... It's like watching a documentary about Auschwitz and going, hmm, this makes me sad. This, this show about heinous abuse of an entire, of, of many races of people are too much for me. Too much. This documentary of about Belson makes me uneasy. 
not keen on I'm not keen on how they treat the people in Dachau there. It's not good. You know, what are you complaining about? The guy murders people and makes furniture out of their bodies. It's not going to be a walk in the park. You know, people are like, I couldn't believe it. I tuned in to watch this Dammer documentary and it was too much. Yeah, it was too much. And it was. it's hard to watch. I see actually sitting down and watching it. It made me a little bit uncomfortable. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to stick with it because I'm not a quitter. Mama didn't raise no quitter. And I'm now like six episodes in. And I'm glad I've stuck with it because it is a good show. But you know what? Whenever I started watching it, I knew... It was going to take a dark turn. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what I mean? It's not Little Miss Sunshine. If I tuned in to watch Little Miss Sunshine, if I downloaded that from Amazon Prime or wherever the movie Little Miss Sunshine is available, and then there was just human heads and fridges out of a problem, I'd be like, this is not... Like, if I brought my kid to see Paw Patrol, and there was like, there's a guy with no arms or legs or head, just it's it's just a body and a dick lying on the floor, i go, not too good. Where's Ryder when you need him? Do you know what I mean? Where's Ryder? I, I don't want to see, you know, a decapitated body in the middle of Paw Patrol. Do you know what I'm saying? Or like if you watch Go Dog Go, it's another nice show. Don't want to see Go Dog Go and just see an eviscerated corpse in the middle of Boston. You don't need that shit. But when you watch a documentary about Dahmer, that's what you're going to get. And that's what you got. And it was definitely a a hard watch. And as somebody who over the years has maybe felt a little bit of empathy towards Jeffrey Dahmer I mean if someone said to me who was your f- your fa- I mean this is always freaky to say who's your favourite serial killer he'd be up there not in terms of why you know I like him because I don't but it's it's just a fascinating morbid curiosity that, there, that I have with serial killers I'm interested in why people do that because to me it's such an alien thought like to kill somebody in and of itself pretty alien but to do it in such a way mental like for example people are like Harold Shipman he's one of the worst serial killers numbers wise yes do you know what I mean but in terms of actually what he did is it that impressive I know like Jermaine Defoe scored a lot of goals is he in the conversation for the greatest of all time nah do you know what I mean same way with Harold Shipman, did a lot of numbers, injected them, and then was like, oh, they died, and then there's proper process. But see, when you kill someone and you have to get rid of their body, that's when you're gross, and then you cut it up and all, and dammers are using acid to melt them and all, and then cooking people in ovens. To be fair, very inventive, thought outside the box. You know, with the right with the right tutelage and the right direction, he, he could have been pretty creative because he did, you know, he did have those out, outside the box thoughts, but he needed to apply those in a more productive way rather than the dismemberment and... Um, and concealment of human corpses. You know, that's what I'm saying. If he had taken those skills that he had and used it elsewhere, you know, useful. And say what you want about him. The guy knew what he liked. He liked there's a certain type of physique Dahmer was very keen on. He liked you know what, maybe the I, the IFBB need to just sign Dahmer up for some kind of bodybuilding judging contest because he likes lean, muscular guys. The more the less body fat and the more muscle you have, he's likely to keep Keep a peck in the freezer. You know what I'm saying? If you're in good nick, Dammer's likely to keep keep your buttock in the east side door of the fridge. Do you know what I mean? Just for easy access. Oh, I'm a bit hungry. What should I have? Hmm. Couldn't be worse boiling an egg. I know I'll do it. I'll just take a big chunk out of this juicy buttock. You know? That's another thing. As I said, that Dammer was racist. Like, this guy, Jeffrey Dammer, is a racist guy because he targets 
black people and he targets ethnic nish. He's not racist. In fact, I go as far as to say he's maybe the opposite of a racist. He actually liked other races too much that it was a problem and the way he, you know, expresses love was an issue. Because Jeffrey Dahmer's not a sweet guy. Put that on record. Jeffrey Dahmer, not a sweet guy. I'm happy that I've said it. I stand over it. I believe Jeffrey Dahmer is not a sweet guy. But I also believe if you're going to watch the documentary, expect it not to be sweetness and light. Expect it not to be up. You know what I mean? It's going to be miserable. It's about a guy that murders poor fellas, decapitates them, defecates on the body. I don't know if he did that. Maybe I mean maybe that's too far. Maybe that's factually incorrect. Maybe that's where the Dammer line is drawn. Maybe he yes, he may have murdered people. He may have committed necrophiliac. He may he may have committed necrophiliac. He may have also committed necrophilia. He may have you know dismembered bodies, but he didn't defecate on them. Dave, you've crossed the line. Dammer's family will be on the phone. Listen. What you said in that podcast was too much about our Jeffrey. You can say what you want about him, but he doesn't patient a corpse. He respects them. Well, he doesn't respect them. He respects them a bit more than the piss on them. Yes, he tries to dissolve them in vats of acid, but he never once paced or shat on them. So say what you want about our Jeffrey. He's not. He may be a mental bastard, but he's not a dirty bastard. All right, in terms of actual shiting on people he's, he's dirty in some because you'd argue what he did was pretty dirty in a sexual way but in, in, in hygiene he's not a, he saved you. in fact I've seen it his flat stinking now he, he, he does he is a dirty bastard in fact he just doesn't piss on people is what we're saying he he, he, resp- he respects the dead no he doesn't respect the dead but he doesn't piss your shit on them alright so fuck up Dave stupid big bastard and that's fair but it's alright it's no Bloodlands, let's be honest. It's no Bloodlands, there's no House of the Dragon, but, you know, give you something to do. Give you something to watch. Do you know what I mean? And if you find guys that murder people and fuck their bodies and make ashtrays out of their heads, problematic, don't watch it. You know, if you're into that shit and you're curious about it, that's the show for you. Dammer, I would give... I would probably give the series out of ten... Mmm, six... And a half stars. Six and a half out of ten. Sixty-five percent. A pass. It's not going to blow you away. Again, it's a story that I'm familiar with as a guy interested in that sort of world. Again, I did criminology because I'm interested in that kind of thing, which is mad because it was like so long ago I did it. But that was why I did criminology because I wanted to be like Clarice. I, w- I wanted to be cummed on in jails. That's why I did criminology. Unfortunately, the, what we are provided with here is not enough mental people. Like criminal mental you know, there's not enough clinically, criminally insane people over here. They're all just kind of boyos, you know, which is disappointing. No Hannibal actors. I'm looking for. I'm looking for the Northern Irish Hannibal. That's what I want to see. Don't have many of them. It's a shame. Anyhow, let's move on to listeners' questions. Dempster said, "Well, Davy, was at the gig on Friday night in Kiwis, and I have to say it was top class, apart from the absolute gobshites in the front row. My question is, how do you normally deal with hecklers, or is it situation-specific? Keep up the great work, my G. Thank you very much, Dempster. Now, herein lies the problem. Friday night did a gig in Portrush, in Kiwis, and I must say, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was a... It was a pretty good gig. You know, it was a pretty good gig. I had a bit of... um. I had a bit of a reservation about it at the beginning because I had played there before and the last time I did it, I let's be fair, I mean this with love of my heart, I ate shit. 
I didn't do well at the gig and I was a bit nervous about going back now the the way the owners and Gary have worked together on making Kiwis into a great club that's you know it's it's the work they've done is unbelievable the actual venue is fantastic what they've done Kiwis Brew Bar is one of my favourite bars great spot if I'm ever in the north coast I'm going in there for a drink great people run it great space I just did a bad gig there last time went with the 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 goal to redeem myself and I, I feel like I did it I had a great time it was a fun night it was a great gig well run it looks amazing you know there was a wee bit of tech issue but that happens to the best of us so wouldn't worry about that but the night was good now there were some guys in the front row who were pricks and this is in where lies the problem sometimes having stage I could not hear what they were saying. I knew they were saying something, but from when I was in stage to them, I couldn't make out what they were saying. So that then caused a wee bit of awkwardness in that I didn't know what they were saying, so I couldn't really react to it. So what you're saying is, yeah, it's always it's always specific to whoever you deal with, but on that occasion, I couldn't really hear them. And I just kind of wanted to plot on with what I was doing. So I, I, they they interrupted for a bit, and then they kind of fucked up. But it was, yeah, it was definitely annoying because you'd rather, in the circumstance, be able to hear what someone's saying so you can get them but I couldn't hear what these guys were saying and they're just young guys who obviously you know what it, it happens see before you become an adult guy and you're just a young guy you can't drink you can't hold your drink you're you know you maybe have two beers and you make a fool of yourself these guys are just there talking shit making fools of themselves you know it'll happen you know, when, when you get when you become mature and you're able to handle a, you know a couple of breezers or whatever they were drinking you know it becomes easier but those guys just couldn't cope and it happens you know and then it went away for a while I don't know what whether they were like taking big shits or whatever or doing whatever they were doing but they were away for a while and it was a nice time so I appreciate it Dempster thank you for coming out um, it was a fun gig and I would recommend anyone check out Kiwi's Comedy Club or in general if you're just on the north coast go to Kiwi's Brew Bar it's a great spot great people very welcoming 10 out of 10 would recommend and I'd like to return soon thank you for having me Jack Reardon has said Hey, Papa Bear. Do you see yourself as a Tyson Fury equivalent if the comedian's boxing goes ahead? Surely the bookies say you're walking away with the belts. Here's the thing, right? I've not really bought into the comedian's boxing because, you know, I just think it's a kind of waste of time. You know, now, if people want to do it and they feel it's for a good cause, work away. I'm too old with fragile teeth and no desire to, you know, get my balls out and be like, look at me, I'm a fucking big... I know I'm. I'm a confident guy. I don't need to, to do, like, do a boxing for, to, to, prove, to prove what, you know? It's just, to me, doesn't appeal. And would I back myself if I did it? Oh, absolutely, because I would give it 100%, and then I would probably get into the mindset of, I'm just going to be a boxer now. But I... Also, I'm a fan of boxing enough to know that you can't just do it. You can't just go and do a boxing fight. You know, you can't just turn up. And the, boxing is like, it's such an art and it's such a skill set that you have to be learned. Like, it's disrespectful to boxing to just do these like white collar things, in my opinion. You know, and I think people would be like, oh, I'd knock this out. I think if you're into that, like, oh, I'd knock him out or I'd do that, I think you're a bit of a fucking loser. You know, that's just my opinion. If you're like, oh, I fucking, nah, and here's the thing. If you're going to pair me with other local comedians who have boxed, like, you're probably putting me, like, maybe Colin, maybe Keezy. Like, and I know for a fact, Keezy's, Keezy's a trained boxer. He'd fucking box ahead of me. And I'm not going to go in 
to something and have the head boxed off me. Like, I have had a tooth removed and it's sore. I don't want to, like, weaken my teeth in any way, shape or form. I played rugby for years with no gum shield and stupidly it's just fucking made my teeth really fucked you know all, all cracked and sore I don't want to go in and be actively punched in the face especially by somebody like Casey who knows how to box you know what I mean I would go in probably all bravado wouldn't know how to keep my gloves up would could probably hit hard yes but probably not with the technique and technique is more important you know what I mean timing beats power all day and I just don't feel any desire to do it it doesn't excite me see if there's something that's like ah oh, it's exciting I'd be all up for it, but comedians boxing, nah, it's not for me. Now, will I go and watch? Of course, but I just don't fancy doing it, you know. And would I back myself? Probably to some extent, but not at boxing, you know. Boxing is, you know, you could probably throw one lucky punch, but nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fancy it, and I wouldn't say I'm the bookie's favorite at all. Matthew Kilpatrick has said, "All right, Papa Bear, do you have any comedy X?" from material you hate or when watching other comedians, something that turns you off them and makes you think, what a clampet. Um, there's a few wee things, I suppose, that I just don't like in comedy. Um, I don't like people who put the message, oh, I need to, I want to say something. It's more important that I have this opinion than it is being funny. Do you know what I mean? The sort of people are like, I have to pontificate about my views about the world and what's right. It's like, it, be funny. You know what I mean? Focus more on being funny than having to say something. That's something that annoys me. I also feel, you know, sometimes if one of your jokes is like a, a, a town or it's just it's low hanging fruit, you know, that's just me. Um, I also don't like super zany stuff that's like just weird. You know what I mean? If there's a point to it and it's funny, yes, but if people are just going on stage doing weird zany things, that's when I'm like, you know, is there a bit in it? Oh no, this guy is just throwing cream on people. Why is that funny? That's just weird. Do you know what I mean? That's just, I like stuff, I like people to go up, do stand up, and that's it, you know? And again, people probably disagree with me, they go, how dare you say that? Not a big Bo Burnham fan. You know, I get why people like him. I understand it. I respect him as a performer. But what he does, just not for me. People are like, oh, he's such a genius. That one he did inside. Amazing. Didn't like the tone of his voice. Still like the sound of it. So sue me. There you go. Seems thinking about that Instagram woman. I was like, that's just really annoying me. You know, I don't know why it's, but, but it is. So then I choose just not to watch anymore. Now, on the flip side, wasn't a big... You know, in terms of like maybe some like certain people that, that are a bit like like Pat Oswald for talk's sake, I like him as a stand up. But then sometimes I think comedians see that they should be having more opinions on things. Like I, I'm a comedian, so I must have an opinion on this, or I need to say about this or not. Not all times you do. You know, sometimes he gets involved in stuff. You're like, oh, for goodness sake! Then I watch the special on Netflix there and the new one. It's just out, and I laugh my balls off at it. Like, I haven't laughed out loud at a special in a good while, and his was brilliant. So you start talking about clown pubes. Jesus Christ, tears are streaming down my face. Loved it. So, so then, you know, that's it. Like, don't really have a great deal of X, but what I will say, too, is as I've got older, what I find funnier has changed. You know, I, li I like to see comedians talking about stuff that pertains to me, stuff that I can relate to. You know, nowadays, maybe if I'm watching, like, a really young comedian talking about, you know, 
I don't know, fucking vaping and going on Tinder or doing DMT or something. I'm like, well, that's not, I don't understand that or relate to that. You know, I don't get it. So it's not my sense of humor. Give me an old guy complaining about his wife and kids. I'm there all day for it, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's my my kind of stuff. Or, you know, if you're Cat Williams, I just love that guy. I don't mean it's a world that he talks about that I have absolutely no knowledge of, but the way he does it's just so great. So, I mean, I think like anybody, you know, you get X, but, you know, it's not. I, I love it. I love comedy, and for the most part, here's the thing that I will say about me. I always want comedy to be good. So, like, if I see a new show on, I always want it to be good. You know what I mean? It's like, if I see a new sketch show coming on BBC One, for talk's sake, BBC Northern Ireland, you know, make it more local, I look at that and I go to myself, yes, I hope that's good. Sometimes you watch and you go, ah. But some, but by all means, anytime I see a new show coming out, I'm like, I want it to be good. I'm not one of these guys that hope that's shit. I always want it to be good because ultimately I like having a laugh. I like finding stuff funny and it's relaxing to me to laugh, isn't it? You know, it's leisure. But, you know, it's not always possible, you know, and I do think, generally speaking, I just prefer straight white men. No, I just prefer straight up stand up. I like a mic and a story, you know. Naomi has said the plumber deserves a medal. I'm still not fully forgiven her, by the way. I just want to point that out. Um, so, still harboring a grudge. The story starts at a party, right? So, what Naomi has done is has written a statement saying that the plumber deserves a medal and sent me a story. Now, you might notice I'm picking my nose a lot. I'm not on cocaine um, or I don't have bogeys in my nose. I have a hair right here atop my moustache and it's sort of curled out the way and anytime I speak, it's going in and tickling my nose. I'm going to have to cut that off when I go home. Not the hair, my nose. Um, Naomi said the story that said, the story starts at the party at my parents' house. My friends and I are chilling, getting drunk and smoking weed, like all the cool kids do. All is calm until one of my friends starts retching. We walk into the bathroom, but he doesn't make it to the toilet and ends up puking in the sink. No big deal, we thought. After spending about 10 minutes cleaning the sink, everything seems to be fine. Weeks passed, and I'd all but forgotten about the incident. When this took place, I lived in a rather hot country, so instead of jerking off in the bathroom, which would get incredibly hot, I'd do so in my bed and wash the splooge off my hands in the sink. I kept doing this for a couple of months until I went on vacation with my family for a week. When I got back, my bathroom emanated this unholy stench that I could not locate the source of. I didn't think too much of it and used a lot of air freshener and moved on. I also noticed my sink wasn't draining properly and any water in it would take a couple of minutes to go down a drain. How I hadn't connected that the dots by this point was beyond me. I asked my mother to call a plumber to fix my sink. The next day the plumber shows up and I show him the sink and that's when shit truly hit the fan. Oh no. He opened up the pipe and it immediately started oozing this toxic mixture of puke, cum and maggots. At this point, the stench was so harsh that I was about to pass out. The plumber man couldn't handle it and threw up in the toilet. I thought that this was the end, that the plumber man and I were done for now, but no. My hero, my knight in shining armour, my plumber man manages to get everything out of the pipe. And flushed it down the toilet. My eyes are water and my throat was retching. The stench finally began to die down. It was all over. I tipped them with everything I had in my wallet. That plumber had been coming to our house for ages, but I never saw him again. Godspeed, Mr. Plumber Man. Now that the story is over, what we learned, 
I for one believe the main takeaway is that if someone asks the question, would you rather come in the sink or come in the or sink in the come? You should confidently respond with sink in the come. Um, gross. That is absolutely horrific. That's probably the worst story that you sent me, Naomi. That's the worst. That's the bottom of the bottom. That's the low. It's the low as low can go. Um. And that's made me feel uncomfortable. The fact that it's Boke, Maggots and Jizz is a problem. I mean, sounds like a, like a, a really horrific version of The Wizard of Oz. Bokes, Maggots and Jizz, oh my. Um, but yeah, that's absolutely disgusting. And the plumber does deserve a medal. But I mean, that's probably what a lot of plumbers say. Like, I always wonder about... the. I mean, I often... I, I ponder this frequently. I often wonder about the consistency and form of, of semen in... Like, does it harden? Does it what? What does it go like when it comes out? Like, and it's a fluid. Does it? You know, it freaks me out a bit. And the fact that that's just coagulated in a sink bend, and there's maggots in the book. How do maggots get in? That turns me. And like, I find it gross enough whenever I have to like pull hair out of the sink plug because I live with three women, three three females, two little girls, and a woman. And the woman has long, luscious locks, and the little girls have long perms, which is weird. So I frequently, and I'm just a balding guy, so I'm all right. My hair's just so thin, it miserably just cascades down the shower and just weasels its way out to sea. Heartbreak. But their hairs are long, and I get caught in the plug, and for some reason, I'm the guy that has to clean it. Don't know why that falls on me, but I have to do it, and that grosses me out enough, let alone being... Boke and spunk. Ugh. That's made me feel uncomfortable. Thanks, Naomi. And still haven't forgiven you. Don't worry about that. Phil has said, Kunan and Bespoke, keen water come nish nish. Do you still find yourself using any phrases from Boytown since its demise? Um, see out of that list, I would use Bespoke pretty frequently. Um, keen is just in my in my diet. Come, so come describes a guy you know if you see a guy and you're like oh he has come i'll still use that and nish nish i use frequently actually so nish nish and keen would be the two that i would still use not so much water um not so much kunanan but the rest yeah definitely dip in from time to time what else i've noticed recently people have been going back over boytown trying to cancel shane and i and um no they've just been like watching old episodes and a lot of people are coming back being like Oh, watch this episode. That was a lot of fun. Blah blah blah. So it's nice to get, you know, a wee bit of boy town love out there. But also, I'm delighted that it doesn't exist anymore. I'm overjoyed that we're just doing our own thing, and it's nice. It's a nice time. And let's see. Nathan Burke said, "Have you ever heard of the YouTuber Matthew Moore from Banger? He started a podcast. You should try and get him on yours." Well, Nathan, I haven't heard of Matthew Moore, um. So. You know, why Why should I get him on if he should start a podcast? You need to sell him to me more, Nathan. You need to tell me, listen, this guy, Matthew Moore, would be a good guest for X, Y, and Z. Now, if he's a fellow Bangorian, it's always a positive. You know, it's always a good thing to have a, a fellow Bangorian be it flying the flag for the wonderful city of Bangor. I'm all for that. But what is it about this guy that you think would be good in the podcast? You let me know, Nathan. You tell me. Tell me what's good about him, and I'll offer him on if it, if it is good Una has said oh <laughs> love this me and my husband are expecting another baby in brackets and another girl very soon as a girl dad what advice can you give my husband 
I'm not doing this again so he can fuck off if he thinks I'm going a third time for a son. Well, here's the thing, Una. For a start, if you went again to have another baby, you should have another girl. Nothing is sure. Nothing is more guaranteed than if you do it again, you have another girl. That's what's stopping me doing it again because I love my girls beyond anything in this world. And I would cut my own head off with a scalpel right now if someone said you have to do that to save them in any way or stop them being any kind of pain. I'd do it at skin myself to save them. I love them that much. But do I want another child for a start? Zero percent. What would, there's, it's not me, right? Here's the thing, I would say as a girl dad, or as a, a sissy dick, as um, some people politely refer to us as, guys whose dicks can only produce girls, that's what a sissy dick is, I love it. I love being a girl dad, I love being a sissy dick. But, I don't have, like, I do think whenever we were pregnant at the start, I thought I would like to have a boy. Because I'm the friggin', I'm like the seventh David in a row. So there's a wee bit of a family tradition. If you have a boy, you call him David. I have not provided another boy, another heir to the throne. So I've maybe let down the family legacy. That's what some people would say. I don't see it like that at all. From the moment I found out that I had a daughter, I didn't give a, a, a toss at all anymore about what the baby was. You know, before you have a kid and you're maybe ignorant to what being a parent is, you probably go, I probably like one or other. That's not the case. See, whenever you become a parent, whatever that little baby is, you know, whatever it is, you mean, first and foremost, you always just want to make sure the baby's healthy. Even if the baby was anyway unhealthy or, or had any sort of special needs or, or anything wrong with them per se, and I hate to use the word wrong because... You know, every baby is, is magical, you know. I think no matter what, that's the most important thing, you know. And I think um, all I would say is no matter what I had, boy, girl, whatever, um, I would love it. And my, my view changed on it from when I had girls, you know. From the minute I had my, my first daughter, I just went, you know what, doesn't matter what they are, I love this child regardless of anything. That's the most important thing in my life now going forward, and that's it you know, and would there be a temptation in me to have another kid? I would say 1%. There's a 1% desire to have more kids, and that's solely based on the fact that our baby has just turned two. So when you look at the fact that she's not a baby anymore, she's two, she's a wee toddler, she's running about the place, she's starting to speak, you know, you sort of think, oh, we're not going to have the, the, the cuteness and sweetness of a newborn again. That's something natural that you'll go, oh, maybe go again. Logistically speaking, not worth it. No, not worth it at all. Absolute nightmare. If you have another kid, you're going to have to like start looking at changing cars. You need a bigger house. It's cost. And as we've established, we're all fucked in the cost of living crisis that we live in nowadays thanks to the stupid politicians trying to do a job up in Stormont. I'm not even trying to do a job. I'm just taking the fee. Just don't take a fee. But yeah, I just think your husband should be very lucky to have daughters. What I would say to him Get a male dog. That's the only thing I've done. You know, I've got my boy, and I just, me and him have a great time. That's kind of the only way to get around that. If you need that bit of testosterone, do it. But on the flip side of that, it's a nightmare now. It's going to get worse whenever they become teenagers, but on the bright side, they'll be doing more things with their mum. So you'll get more free time as a dad. You can be that grumpy dad. You can sit and watch the football. You can sit and watch the rugby. You can do whatever you want. You can sit in a room by yourself and just be miserable and be a grumpy old dad. That's all you need. 
my wife's granda, he has three daughters, and I remember one day I was in their house and I was complaining about having two daughters, and he was like, imagine having three, and I was like, oh sure, it'll get easier when they get older, won't it? And he went, no, it never gets easier. And in that moment I went, oh no, fabulous, this is great. So don't have another kid, be happy with what you've got, be grateful that you've got a couple of healthy kids and love them, that's what I would say. And just don't feel, and that's another thing, see people that feel pressure outside, don't feel any outside pressure, do what's best for you and your own wee family unit. Don't worry about the rest, there are other noise out there can fucking do one. Just focus on yourselves and you're lucky to have two, two daughters. Daughters are great, girls, girls rule the world, as Beyonce says. And boys have dicks and all, I couldn't be arsed doing that either. We fucking guys clogging up the sink and all. Ugh, stinking. Jane has said, just the Dahmer Netflix one, you need to watch it. Hey, Jane covered it. We're all good to go. That's this week's episode of Sly Guy Podcast. But just before I go, I do want to thank Jane. You may have noticed a new, um, a new creepy thing, <laughs> a new really creepy thing on my desk. Um, and here it is. It's a, it's a Krampus Russian doll. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know, uh, Krampus is like a, a, a Christmas demon who basically beats the shit out of kids if they're bad at Christmas. Um, and it's a bit of a creepy demon guy too. So Jane has supplied me with this nice present, which will be like another... Um, another uh, mascot of the show. So you see, the Russian doll bits is all good. So thank you very much for that, Jane. It's very thoughtful. It's always nice to receive a gift. Um, you actually are are the person who gifts me with the most. So I want to say thank you very much for, for thinking of me and giving me this, these wonderful these wonderful gifts. As weird as they are, um, I appreciate it. And if anybody else out there wants to you know, send me any gifts, by all means... Get in touch. We will supply you with the address of the studio. You can send us gifts. And uh, we'll put it on the podcast. There we go. So there's for Krampus. He'll, he might stay for a while. I don't think he'll stay forever, Jane, I'll be honest, because he's a bit freaky. Certainly during the winter period. While there's still pumpkin spice lattes, Krampus will remain in this desk. Guys, listen. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. It's always been a pleasure. I think we've come full circle. Ending up talking about kids after the rant at the beginning has mellowed me a bit. We're feeling better. If you're squeamish, don't watch Dammer. Don't come in a sink. It's gross. And then just enjoy the rest of your day. Guys, it's been a pleasure. If you haven't already rated review the podcast, do it wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube Subscribe to the Patreon for bonus content, www.patreon.com forward slash slagipodcast. And enjoy your lives. Take it easy. Until next week. Bye. I'm the Slag Guy.